Hey everybody, good morning and welcome to another episode of the Excalibros. Hello, I feel like, like the Snickcast, I should say Banff, instead of like when he says, when you say Snicked, mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like we should have a, but maybe not. I Is there, do we have, do we have like a the sound effect for every book? Um, well, one would be Banff, obviously uh-huh, that's yeah. Excalibur. Right. Um... <laughs> I failed immediately. Blink. Blink would be one. Bam, blink. Because that's a sound effect, isn't it? That's, they actually use the sound effect blink, which... Okay. Is yeah. that the sound of, like, an eye blinking? Or is that a noise? You realise you, you've committed that the other two now have to be B-words. Okay. Okay. Bam, blink. Um, who's on this? Bwahaha would be X-Factor, right? Because <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> Generation X is um uh who's on Generation X that has like Bruce Bruce because I'm seeing Chambers like by a like a Bruce B W O O S H exclamation okay. mark that is the sound effect in comic books I guarantee you and, that, that, that famous you... that famous Bruce that everyone right, if someone can find that if someone finds it screenshots it and sends it to me I'll be grateful because now I'm going to be on a quest to find it <laughs> oh my <laughs> no because I bet you I, I have a feeling that's a that's a sound effect Boosh. oh I'm sure it's been used at some point yeah <laughs> some <know>. like <laughs> 80s <laughs> um, random suicide squad issue or something it <laughs> sounds like a type of Lamborghini the Lamborghini Boosh it's just a very fast car i don't know that's that's like a whole other language i never is is english and american english different i would say so because i never would have come up with boosh on on my end uh so just another um wonderful thing about our 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 podcast being transatlantic here i saw an american um tell australians and british people that they should um like they (laughs) <laughs> they were talking about different pronunciations for the word tomato as mm-hmm. you would call it tomato. Mm-hmm. and obviously Australians and as as British would say tomato, mm-hmm. tomato. and and uh, his response was like they need to learn English we invented English they need to and I was just like <laughs> your, education, your education system but it just shows how insular um, your, your your sort of like country seems seems to be it really is lot. With a lot of things, but then I I can say that about um my uh my fellow countrymen who will sit in a Spanish restaurant as I've seen in my entire life uh being and go oi oi uh and then like shout shout beer and just point at beer and stuff like that and I'm like oh god that sounds like a Neanderthal <laughs> yep no but that's what they like I I I uh, me the, chips you yep. bring None of us, none of, none of, none of the British, uh, well, mainly English, um, don't want to learn another language. Um, right. And when I, when I have been on those horrible package holiday things, mm-hmm. um, you always end up being with other British people, English people. I'm just going to say English because uh-huh. you know sometimes the Welsh, the Scottish, and the Northern Irish are much better than we are. Um, so uh, you just have English people, and they'll be wearing like an English. Uh, football shirt or soccer as you would call it shirt, mm-hmm. and they'll just be like even if the waitress or waiter can speak 
fluent English because that's probably what they can. Right. They're like, oi. And they're like, senora. And you're like, oh, God. <laughs> just die already. <laughs> just please just crawl in a hole and die. <laughs> I just, I, I remember one time I just didn't speak <laughs> for a day after hearing them. I was like, I'm not going to even interact with anyone. Because if anyone knows I'm English in any way, shape, or form, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get laughed out of every shop. And every like place I go in, because <laughs> people were an embarrassment of a nation. We're definitely an embarrassment of a nation now. But I've always felt that. <laughs> but anyway, that's because I. This is, this I, I is why feel I like, Yeah, that's why we work so well because we're parallel countries, parallel <laughs> thoughts happening at the same time. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. Anyway, um, we're here to uh, talk about. Um, Marvels. What if? Uh, j- just kidding. Um, we are here to continue our. <laughs> comic book. I was like, no more TV, please. <laughs> we we might talk about like Black Widow at some point or Shang Chi at some point or you know some of the other shows. But right now we're talking comic books. Comic books. Uh, and this week we're going over our, our normal books. Plus uh, we're going to talk about the X Men Legends. Uh, that just came out that, that focused on uh, Peter David's X Factor from the 90s. Uh, Dan, you uh, you ready to jump into all this goodness? All right. Where should we start? I'll, let's start with Excalibur, and we'll just get this out of the way, if you don't mind. No. Okay. Um, Excalibur number 34 uh, by Chris Claremont and Ron Wagner. Letters by uh, Michael Heisler. Colors, John Wilcox. Um, editor, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Uh, on the cover, we've got our poorly drawn team of heroes with uh, Kitty in the front in uh, a cheerleading outfit that does not appear in the book. Uh, what, what did you think of this cover? I am... I'm... No. Just no. Yeah, it's so bland. <laughs> it's in that white background where you just like, they, they didn't even like... Well, I guess they had no time to do anything in the background i'll just leave the paper white yeah it doesn't seem like they're even bothered right so the back of my epic collection is this is this front cover with a red background okay and it's and it's been recolorized so and it uh-huh. looks so much better it so looks so much better so <laughs> so if you so right you've got like a red uh dark red out, out, outer background with a lighter red um around the team um okay. rachel rachel is a much darker shade of red with a lot more um black highlighting the mm-hmm. flame is actual flame. Oh. Colored, so yellow and orange. And her hair is sort of like a yellow and orange rather than this pink right. flame. And just Kurt is, to be fair, Kurt is almost identical. Um, there's no change. Kitty actually has human skin tones. Um, <laughs> as to this weird, like, sort of sunbent. Um, she also has a lot of shadowing going on. Like a lot of, um, like the fire is, Rachel's fire is shadowing. Um, mm-hmm. It actually looks like Captain Britain has a decent color palette, and um, the only thing that's a bit weird is Megan's hair's really ye- like like fluorescent yellow, but she has natural skin tones instead of this, and they've sort of like given her shoulder like um, covered her shoulders up a little okay. bit more on the back, so it actually looks okay on the back of this. It just looks horrible, and uh, <laughs> so it's kind of weird that they, they did a lot of effort into like. So I'm changing cover, cover, or we could take this crappy cover and like totally redo it to make it average. 
the front the front the front cover is of the actual collection is horrible like generally horrible but anyway um let's let's not spend any more time uh, on this um and just uh behind the scenes uh i sped through this because it was terrible and uh i may not have all the plot points correct because this is not a book either of us are enjoying at the moment and, and i don't want to spend any extra time but uh kitty's school is going on a trip i guess they're going to watch some football uh, but kitty and her 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 group of people uh decide they want to be cheerleaders i don't know uh they're going to watch american football and they decide they want to be cheerleaders we'll, we'll go with that i don't care if that's the real plot or not uh <laughs> meanwhile mesmero has captured uh excalibur because someone's trying to hurt him so he takes him on a test run and they they fight these uh uh, robots, these uh, British uh, like war robots, just to see how good they'll be, and he's he's satisfied until Al- Alistair's sister shows up, and for some reason she can't be hypnotized. Uh, I don't, they don't really explain it, um, but uh, they capture her, and uh, Captain Britain kind of flicks her on the head until she's knocked out. Uh, meanwhile, all the girls are on a train going to uh, the football stadium. Uh, they get into the locker room and. Uh, get changed uh like these these girls are supposed to be like what 15 years old and they all look like they're 28 um it's an odd uh uh, the really over sexualization here any anyway it's it's uh people's hair colors switch back and forth uh it's not really consistent um it was really hard to follow uh but uh meanwhile we find out that mesmero was being attacked by the uh what's the last name yeah, Fenris twins. Yep. Um, and uh, but Excalibur is there to to beat them up. Uh, and then we get some more gratuitous shots of high school kids in acting like um, uh, sex bots here. <laughs> There's some more fighting. Eventually, Kitty. Uh, uh, the fighting makes its way to the football stadium. Kitty goes to help out Excalibur. Um, and at the end, uh, they 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 take out Mesmero. Uh, because her friends, their field hockey team, comes in and beats him up. Uh, and then I guess she's, like, back with the team, maybe? Who cares? Uh, it, yeah. They it, kind it, of, it, the, the resolution's kind of just, um, Connie turns up for no reason, and yeah. is like, oh, everything's sorted, and then the headmistress that's been, like, semi-weird the whole way through is kind of like, oh, my girls are not evil anymore, and... There's there was a reason why one of them was evil. Was it Ms. Mero sort of thing? Like he was controlling one of the girls for literally no reason. But right. that's the whole that's why she's been evil the whole time. And then everyone hugs and Key's like, oh, I'm gonna go back to the team, but I'll tell my uh, female friends in a minute. <laughs> so, yeah. This has just been a the side plot that's been going on for far too long. Remember, this is still uh part of the repercussions of the timekeeper, so Cross time caper. So I guess now we're finally done with that, maybe. We'll yes, see. I believe. No, I think we do actually, because they do um an Excalibur special after this, which is the um weird weird world war free, um mm. which is in this epic collection, which is like sort of, and then they do like a they have an appearance in um She Hulk, and and uh it's like a flashback. We we end up at like a flashback issue at thirty five, so it's sort of like we move we move away from 
the cross time caper as well. Finally, great, good. Uh, this book, uh, thank goodness it's over. Uh, we had you know fill in artists. Uh, the coloring is wonky. It's it's inconsistent. Um, I mean, we've had trouble with the art on this book for so long. We're just sort of waiting for um, uh, what's his name to come back. And uh, I think we got a while still. I think we got like 20 more issues before he's back. So. <laughs> This is going to be painful. A painful another year and a half, Dan. I feel like um, it would help if the story was a little bit more, um, what's the word, uh, gripping or just interesting. Because mm-hmm. it just feels like an excuse to have a bunch of cheerleaders. In. So when they come, I just, I looked at that panel again where she goes into the locker room and they're all wearing like Psylocke-esque swimsuits. And yep. they're supposed to be 15, but they everything's filled out like they're 20. Mm-hmm. It's it feels wrong. Yeah, like, it just feels really horrible. Um, and like the Mesmero story doesn't really go anywhere. It goes nowhere at all. And like the comedy moment of like, um, I liked Lockheed and I liked that Lockheed breathed fire at people, and it was like the only thing that made me smile was Lockheed breathing fire on his on his on Mesmero's bum, mm-hmm. break his mind control. I was like, that's adorable. But that's one panel out of like three issues. <laughs> so, yes. um, you know. it's, been a, it's been a nowhere story. And I just looked, but Davis comes back in issue 42. So we've got you know, six six issues. We've got a half a year instead of a year and a half of, of well, um, this. And also Lobdell um, writes the next issue. Clement isn't there. So we'll, we'll, it'll be interesting to see like the tone change. Oh, sure. Because it's also a Rachel-focused issue. Yeah. Um, so, so maybe this helps. It'll be, it'll be interesting, because I know that um, it's just been, I think, I don't think it's, I feel like there was too much on Claremont's plate, and I feel like mm-hmm. the, cross, mm-hmm. the cross the cross time caper, although a lot of people, go, like I, when we started this podcast, was like, oh, I really enjoyed that. No, I enjoyed like two, maybe. Right. And I think I enjoyed the concept of it. Right. Maybe. Um, and maybe when I was younger, when I read it, it played well because it's very slapstick and stupid. Mm-hmm. So maybe like as my baby sensibilities were like, yeah, I love the stupid slapstick bullshit. Um, but now I'm like, oh, God. It's just an excuse to get Kitty naked every <laughs> every issue. It really is. Yeah. So, yeah. I, yeah. It's not good. Well, let's uh, let's let's move on. Do you want to do uh, Gen X or Exiles? We'll go Gen X. Um, All right. So Gen X uh, number where are we on Gen X? I'm uh, sorry, I'm looking at the creative. 23. I get confused because I was looking at the creative. So on the uh, calm before the storm, and uh, we have a sort of sad looking, it's hard to tell, chamber on the front cover, just enswirling in, the world with fire, and there's some leaves, and it's just a simple. It's really oddly coloured. I think it's quite bright mm. for me personally. Um, but it's not the best uh, phone cover, but it's just chamber. It's like a chamber cover. Right. Um, and we so have what Lobdell is writing, and we've got guest penciler Mitch Bird, who yep, I don't really Mitch, know. Um, well, Mitch Bird, he wrote, um, I know him from um, a few things. He he did like a Green Lantern run, which and I think the Green Lantern run focused on Guy Gardner. And I think he did, um, I think the first time I, I think I've seen him do like Predator, like a Predator, okay. Predator comics. But other than that, um, yes, the, yeah, he's the guest penciler. The guest inkers are Jason Martin with Carl Story. We've got Richard Starkins in Comic Craft, 
as the letter is, and Steve Bicholetto is still there with colours. I must admit, the colours are my least favourite thing here. Mm. Um, because I'll summarise and then we'll talk. Essentially, this is a, a book of two stories. We have um, a story focusing mainly on uh, Banshee and M, and it's about sort of Banshee being a father figure for these these kids, mm-hmm. and he he he's he starts off talking about um, Siren and that he wasn't there for her and then he might, might call and then he um, has to deal with M, who is reeling from the repercussions of her ability. She may be autistic and right. she, she clearly doesn't want, she tells him that she doesn't want to you know, be poked or prodded by uh, doctors explaining that in the past she was when she first got a mutation. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean comforts her, tells her that you know, none of that's really going to happen. Right. puts it to bed and then has a confrontation with Emma who Emma needs to remind him that you know she is a threat because of what she's doing which I don't know if I like the idea that is she a threat because she's autistic or is she a right. threat she won't help so I'm not really fond of that concept but I did like the 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 wording of like Emma considers herself still a threat and that mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. should he should never let her his his guard down around her um, and on the flip side we have a sort of holiday with chamber and husk where it's kind of sweet to begin with which eventually breaks down because chamber can't get over the fact that he will never be this perfect boyfriend because he right. looks the way he does uh quite rightly Paige is like you're an idiot for most of the <laughs> most of the mm-hmm. issue um and they sort of leave it on bad terms because she actually likes him and she's grown up with like mutant brothers and she doesn't see him as anything other than Right. Shame. Like she doesn't see the fire. She doesn't care that he doesn't have a jaw. He can't get past that. He doesn't believe her. He he's sort of apologetic as he leaves, and she's just left on her family doorstep, um, doorstep basically. Right. And that's that's the issue. Is is a really simple issue, and for the most part, the script's really like well done. It's a really nice character study, mm-hmm. and I think I think although some of the art is. The art is very different, and I generally fight with Mario Target in the picture, not his daughter. <laughs> um, but I do think the the art really works with this script because the art reminds me of like um, Ghost World and sure. like that sort of um, this, um, era of of comic books. Where I know Ghost World is uh, way after this, I think, um, but it kind of reminds me of this sort of indie comic book which is character focused more slice of life like it doesn't not every panel works and sometimes like poor poor sink look kind of has like a potato head sometimes. <laughs> yes yeah yeah and, you know and some of the work doesn't but there's some really interesting um panels and i i like the way he draws uh banshee's power yeah um, you know, it's always around him and there's a really nice panel of like Monet with a flowing skirt and her flowing hair and she's like floating in the sky um and it's got a really interesting like artistic sense to it uh, it doesn't always work but it works for it's like it, it's almost perfect for the the tone of the issue mm-hmm. um but I can see people like picking this up and going oh that's not nice like, right. compared to like um, <laughs> Bacalo but I kind of like really um vibe of it my only gripe is the color work because the color work yes. is digital and the right if the color work was natural i think it, the art would pop 
But like, yeah, I totally. Agree. Ev- everyone is has got a gradient. Like every yes. color is radiated, yeah. and it's stupid. I'm sorry, it's just a stupid choice. Because Butcher Latter has um, coloured most of this series, and his his work has always been really like. I would always say the colour work is quite good in this this series, apart mm-hmm. from some of the digital choices, you know, with like the moon and stuff and the early on issues. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For the most for the most part, his colour work's been spot on. This feels like we've got this. Um, you know, they've got he's got more t- computer tools now. So so, yeah. Banshee's not just not just like human flesh he's like pure white going into like lobster red mm-hmm. um on often pages and um m is all over the place like she's completely different tones uh, uh of like brown completely yes. uh and everyone is everything is a different tone and it's really distracting because um you'll have like panels of and there's a panel where um every piece of clothing and every like limb of um Sean is a different gradient. Like yeah. they all start like different gradients down to dark, and it just doesn't it doesn't make sense to me. And it really, I think that's the main for me the main hindrance of, yes. of like the artist artwork, and it's the main hindrance of like the storytelling is that I was really vibing with like the the style, and even like the word like the words and everything. But I was like every page I was like flipping over, going oh god, does it just it's kind of like pulling me away because I just want them to be like commit because it doesn't even feel like lighting like a, a lighting choice no because <laughs> there's, there's a perfect panel where um they're in the sky and sean's on one side and uh Monet's on the other and the light is like hitting sean to like his left but it's hitting it's also hitting like to the right of Monet. It, it like where is the sun then and <laughs> like where right, right. is it above them no <laughs> It, it really feels like they they got these tools or there's a mandate like all right we're moving towards um digital coloring so have at it let's see what we can do and they weren't i mean we, we saw it in exiles we still see it in exiles like they're not they're not ready for it uh the tools either the tools aren't good enough or they don't have enough experience with it but it's 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 very abrupt uh when this happens like you go from like a, a normally colored issue to this and you're like wow this is very obviously different and wrong uh, and it, it totally threw me out too and, you know it's i like the the pencils seem to be kind of simple you know what i mean and i think uh like a flat coloring would have really helped us to shine but this is just so jarring uh, with, with these colors it's just weird because not every person's milk white but everyone every person in this issue is like milk white but also lobster red at the same yeah, time yep, it's yep. like no you can't have <laughs> that's not how skin works you weirdo it's like i love how emotive it is like some of the facial gestures that yeah. Paige does it's great and like there's a lot that um is done here by bird by through chamber and he only has like his eyes to play with like he even like it, there's some oh, yeah, that feels yeah. like, the, like feels like the nose itself is is emoting Mm-hmm. like chambers nose and i thought that was really clever and like a really interesting i'd love to if this was like um just like a, a simple book about about these characters that and they weren't gonna because i don't know if he's i don't know how capable this artist would be as, as like a massive action artist but i think if it's like a simple mm-hmm. slice of life slice of life mutant book i'd totally be down with it with, oh yeah especially with an actual like actual colorist 
like a, not an official that is an actual list, but someone that's not doing this weird mm-hmm, everything's mm-hmm. this one person's face is five different shades. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just odd. But um, on the whole, I actually really enjoyed it. It's just that's my main gripe is no, the yeah. work is just not not its best. Unfortunately, but yeah, the the two uh, stories here. I mean, it's a great great character work, which we always love. Um, is this is this the end of Chamber and, and Husk relationship? I I don't remember, but uh, it does feel like they're sort of breaking that apart. Um, and I I did like the the parallels of Sean being like, well, I didn't raise my daughter, and you know, he didn't know he had a daughter, so I don't know how much he should be beating himself up about that, but. Him trying to make amends and taking care of the team in, certain, in that same vein, you really appreciate it. Like I, I really enjoyed the story. I liked the the pencils. It's just uh, that, that coloring sort of threw me. Yeah, my and my only other gripe is like this idea that it's not really articulated whether Monet's a threat for lying or it's a threat because she's got autism, which yeah. I don't like. The I want to give them the benefit of the doubt, and it's because she's lying to them, mm-hmm. making her a, a threat. Right, as opposed to like Emma being like she's got autism, therefore she's a threat. I'm like, eh, that's I not. Think, I think it's probably the line. It's probably the line. Yeah. But then, um, in the early '90s, I feel like autism wasn't as well like. Oh, for sure. So we'll see. Hopefully, it's just the lying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this doesn't come. This doesn't word. It's not worded nicely. All right, well, let's move on to X-Factor number 81. Uh, let's see if I can get the creative team here. Uh, written by Peter David. Pencils, Larry Stroman. Inks, Al Milgram. Colors, Kevin Tinsley. Letters by Riches Ed, by Rich S. Um, and on the cover, uh, we've got Cyber looking like a crazy mutant frog uh, beating up um, strong guy on the on the ground with some... Oh, explosion happening in the background. Not not the greatest cover. Uh, what do you think? No, <laughs> no, call him a frog. I just think of the turtles, and he looks like he he looks like a villain the turtles would actually face. Oh yeah. So yeah, no, it's just a. Mm, I like that it's bold, but other than that, I don't sure. understand that. Like, is Cyclops in the background firing like a red beam? Off, I, I don't really know. I don't. This just this villain feels like a. Uh, a side effect of the 90s being like, all right, we've got to make them extreme. Uh, like, uh, Image is out, so let's let's have some some villains like Image has. And you're like, uh, this is, do we have to keep doing this? This seems like a, uh, the idea that a, an eight-year-old kid would have for a villain well, instead of like, so, you know. I feel like, um, you know, the second panel, this is close to space. Yeah. If I feel like this is like, is this uh, Strowman going, I can draw Wolverine. Right. <laughs> um, I can draw the best Wolverine <laughs> with the greatest chin ever made. Oh, yeah, the greatest um, chin ever, yes. Because I generally was like, I had to double take, because the mask is almost Wolverine, is practically Wolverine's. Yes. And so I was like, oh, that's a really cool Wolverine. And then I was like, oh no, it's still that guy, isn't it? <laughs> so, it is. It's cyber. And we left off where... Cyber is is fighting strong guy and he um, has has scratched him with his. Not only does he have adamantium arms, but he's got poison tipped claws at the end. And uh, strong guy has been poisoned, so things are gonna go bad for him. And uh, he apparently is the mentor of the Bells, 
and he's trying to get one of them back because she's going to testify against somebody. doesn't really matter. It's just an excuse for fighting. Um, and, you know, in this issue, uh, it, it's really a, a big uh, fight issue. Um, and, you know, Strowman, I don't know if he's at his best, uh, this issue, Dan. Like, there, there are moments that, that really shine, and there are moments where things feel, I don't know, maybe a little bit rushed or, like, weirdly proportioned. Um, what, what did yeah, you, what did you that, think? Um, right, two things. I think this is a weak, uh, weakish issue. Um, Story wise, on both fronts. On yeah. both fronts. On both fronts. Um, there's some really nice panels. Um, strong guy all like ripped up. Um, there's a panel of him like arring, <laughs> which is mm-hmm. quite nice. And I do, I still love the way he draws trench coats on Madrox oh, yes. uh, when Jamie's Jamie's crying and. Um, that weird uh, villain that kind of looks like the wizard. Um, is he a villain? The dude that looks like the wizard uh, with the small arms. Right. And I do, I do like the strong guy's other costume with just the butt giant. Me too. X. Me too. Um, me too. Um, there's some really like, like you said, there's some really nice standout panels. But it feels like the cyber we saw at the beginning is a different visual cyber that we do near the end, and yep. kind of like a lot of it just sort of like isn't working mm-hmm. and um like he, he's got his normal usual like things bleed into other panels and stuff but just doesn't i don't know i don't know whether it's just me or the heat of this country i don't know at the moment but i just didn't feel it this time around and then no. the story feels really weak the story like, is very weak yeah fight issues are great but it'd be nice like i do enjoy a good fight issue but it'd be nice to like have some motivation Mm-hmm. feels like like the motivation's so weak that it's just fight and the fight isn't really that strong like we've had really dynamic fights from Strowman in a couple of issues ago and oh, yeah. it's like it feels like his heart isn't into it if that makes sense he's sort of yeah. going through the motions like there's a this is like, a great panel of of havoc uh, uh sort of like jumping in the air and like I, I love how he draws his powers here like the swirling circles and it's sort of like light blue i don't know like sunlight from behind him uh, it's pretty gorgeous, um, but then you know on the next panel over we've got Havoc in, in like this angular pose and we're looking up at him and his, his face is shadowed in a in a weird way. It's just I I, I don't know if, if I don't think he Strowman's on the book for that much longer, so maybe he's just getting burnt out by this. I don't know. Yeah, I think Strowman sort of disappears very soon, doesn't he? Yeah, um, unfortunately. But I mean, there's like this is panel where uh, the building explodes. And Havoc is blown back. It's like, all right, that was an interesting coloring and you know, dynamic shading. But other other times, uh, I, I don't know if it's it's too pastel, but the coloring feels sort of passive here. Anyway, as far as story goes, uh, they fight the Bells. Uh, Guido gets um, poisoned. Uh, X-Factor gets an antidote for the poison. And then they fight back and beat them. Uh, on the other side, Madrox uh, is investigating uh, this woman who's been locked up because uh, he believes in her. It turns out she was messing with his brain, so he leaves her locked up and he comes back to help everybody. Um, the end, <laughs> right? Uh, not, not a whole lot else happens. Um, did it, does it feel like a, a filler issue? Like, all right, let's wrap up the story and, and move on because, uh, I, I, you know, if, if there had been some great fighting scenes uh some dynamic i don't action here i would have enjoyed this a lot more but it just felt like very standard comic booking if that makes sense 
Yeah, and I feel like we've got like a new um, colorist, and because Al Milgram's still on the book as inking, and he was on mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. early ones as well. And I just like I just I was just just quickly flicked back, and I was like, there, there was a pure difference between when they started yes. the book. Like it's so dynamic. There's lots of edges here. It feels more rounded, and like it's just like get it. Oh, I hate saying get it done, but it feels more like just get it sort of sorted. Yep. Um, because there's some poses that he's uh, done many times mm-hmm. that we're just getting in this issue. Like he's re- being repetitive a lot in this issue. Yeah. Um, certain things miss, like that last panel of those last uh, page of um Quicksilver's ridiculously weird face and havoc yeah. with the giant neck um yeah i'm just i'm just not i'm just not into it um this time around unfortunately yeah um, it's a little bit of the same missing something and, it, and same with the script it just sort of misses any of it sort of like like all of its wit and in like interesting dialogue just drained out of it completely yeah it really is and unfortunately it looks like next issue uh we have a guest penciler so Strowman's not on there, and uh, oh boy, oh no, you're not gonna like how Rain looks. <laughs> I've just, I've just, just looked, and I am, I am intrigued about how life, <laughs> about life going forward. <laughs> I can't wait for, I can't wait for Polaris to not have that thing on her face because no one else can draw it. That's right. Sure. Um, yeah. Damn. Anyway. I mean, um, the issue, it was it was fine. Like, it, it wasn't terrible. It was just sort of, to me, it felt kind of standard. Yes. Uh, Yeah, not memorable. But uh, I guess we'll move on to Exiles? Yeah, Exiles 35. On the front cover, we have a, um interesting-looking magic um, sat inside or floating inside a circle. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's neither, uh, it's like neither good nor bad. It's just sort of... Is magic. Um, yeah, I mean, this version basically. of magic, they've really been, like, sexualizing. And so this just sort of continues that. Yeah. Um, it's not good. Right. So my, my question to you is, um, what, sort of, so it's still written, this is still written by Judwinick at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Clayton Henry is the penciler. Yep. Um, always, it's, it's always the guessing game, so I'm just going to go with uh, Simon Colby is the inker. No, nope, um, Mark Morales. Oh, I'm one shot. I was going to go for that one, but oh well. Um, and Transparency Digital is sort of the colorist, and mm-hmm. it it could be David Sharp who's the but it could be Paul Trishon. Um It's Dave Sharp. And on the yeah. cover, the cover artist is Mizuki Sakakibara, so uh, that's why it looks sort of Japanesey as well. Oh, um. Sakakibara uh, takes over art duties very soon. Oh, cool. Um, I remember him doing see. him doing some issues, and then he does quite a lot of issues, I think, later. Um, and I remember liking his style for this book. Anyway, right. So um, the Exiles, who were all in different uh, dimensions because of mm-hmm. evil vampires, have come together and the time broker's like well okay it's time for me to intervene and bring you back mm-hmm. um we have like a sort of this time it's not a desert it's a like a grassy plain we have everyone right. telling everyone where they've been um for 10 minutes uh Ileana was in an ocean mm-hmm. uh, 
it was that issue of um morph and sasquatch was just an hour um mm. and it was it was six weeks um as we know because it was timed in the last issue where tj and um uh mariko were in the legacy virus place um and there's a really like nice scene like morph comes to be her friend because they obviously started hitting off finally when he stopped hitting on her yeah yeah they had a, a really nice like friendship and it, it's interesting for him to like want to uh help mariko and he's just like hey morph don't and it, it feels like well they were really close friends like maybe she needs morph here i don't know it, it felt weird for me for for tj to be like hey back off like was was she still thinking hey he's trying to hit on her or was yeah it's a weird weird choice to be fair but um our rugged alpha alpha male uh calvin he has been in a planet completely controlled by the brood mm-hmm. for six months i believe it was mm-hmm. um and he managed to survive because he's a one-man wrecking crew uh we have a bit of like just in case you don't know exposition about the brood because iliana's never seen them before um and the time was like oh good for the reunion on to your next job which right. obviously america america's like fuck that noise um and then the, they have turned up at a pivotal moment in superhero history which is the birth of the fantastic four uh the talus tells them that um everyone should basically no one can die basically mm-hmm. Keep mm-hmm. so uh they're all a bit upset because they might get cosmic rays um all of a sudden magic i didn't know this magic this magic had magic powers i thought she was just right sword and teleport but she has magic powers and she makes like a spell to protect them and then uh morph keeps the whole ship uh together by turning into like a, a giant i don't know me- metal shield with the yes. face of nick Fury. um <laughs> they land um the exile sort of comfort the ff as they start getting their powers um i did like the whole another flamethrower has been born with johnny storm oh yeah yeah, yeah suit ends invisible and then um there's a really nice sequence with heather and morph talking and like their reactions to what's happening to ben grim <laughs> it's kind of funny oh, yeah and ben grim goes like full-on uh monstrous they try and stop they try and stop him he takes them all out um damages uh have, um damages mimic, mimic quite a lot and then jumps away and he's now in the middle is that the brooklyn bridge well he's in the middle of new york city and yeah. that is the end um i mean it's a very different thing right it, it is sort of like yeah. a hulk hulky thing definitely a hulk not a thing <laughs> <laughs> but um so um we had this uh we talked about clayton henry before where his um, art style is, is more akin to like a saturday morning cartoon um and it's colored sort of in that way as well it's bright right. and shiny and i think for this issue for the for the latter half of the issue with the FF, it works really well. Like right. everyone, like it, it's almost perfect for this sort of like mm-hmm. Saturday morning cartoon. The FF get their powers, it goes wrong. I kind think the thing looks amazing, right? The thing looks great. I absolutely adore. I said this before about his his his, his pencils, but I really like the way he does hair, like Heather's and like oh, yeah. Sash, yeah. and some really nice sort of like stylized. I like the reaction of Morph when the thing isn't going quite well. Um, mm. I just, I, I think there's like really nice visual moments. I, sure. I think, I think his crying faces don't really work. Um, like the upsetment faces aren't 100%. But for the most part, and like to be fair, 
all like scarred and bearded Carvin looks badass with his oh, eyes all out. Yes. Yeah. Uh, like everyone looks great and it looks really good and um for for an exiles issue it, it it's kind of like um not really a big, not really a biggie to be fair. It's kind of like a it sh- it feels like it should have been bigger because they got back together. Right. But it's kind of like just dealt with and then they're just like good next. Right. <laughs> On to the next, next adventure, yeah. And like I admire that, but also it, it kind of takes the teeth away from some of the plot points there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the character Kyrek is decent, but then it goes into that exile sort of fat, narrow focus um, of like let's do the plot, yes, yeah, yeah. rather than let's do character work. But on the whole, it was quite breezy. It's fun. I think it uh, looks really nice. I'm, I I quite enjoyed reading it to be honest, especially after like this was the last one I read, so it kind of like a palate cleanser to the rest of them. Oh, you know, it was yes, definite palate cleanser, and it was fun, uh, and and pretty gorgeous most of the way through. Uh, I think the coloring um, is really starting to work. Uh, you know, it's not as good as as you know digital coloring you have now, but like compared to when the book first started, I feel like the digital coloring is. Is has improved leaps and bounds, if that makes sense. Oh and, yeah, uh, look look at the thing. The thing yes. is like the best example of like digital coloring done well. <laughs> like every like the fact that they can with digital they can do every piece of his um, stone in a different like the light hits stone differently. Each, right. Each ragged paint piece of him, it really works. But anyway, as you said, I didn't want to take it Oh no no, I mean that was the the prime example. Of, of why the coloring is so so nice now and like all right does it sort of blow past uh the, the you know the resolution of the previous issues and, and character moments yeah but also I, I kind of enjoy just like all right you know this happens to them a lot bad things happen but they have to continue on with the mission and so uh, they're thrown into the mission uh they handle it you know fairly well until obviously things go bad um but it was fun, and I really enjoyed uh, the action pages here. I thought they looked uh, – you described it perfectly. It's Saturday morning cartoon fun uh, with, with characters that we like, with a little bit of character moments, and I, I just really enjoy this. Uh, like, it's not the greatest thing ever, but uh, really, really had fun reading this. Also, um, I will say something about uh, magic. Uh, mm-hmm. Winnick has never really used her. Because mm-hmm. when he came back, when he right. came back, he split them up, didn't he? Um, and he hasn't touched her. But instantly, she seems like an actual character here, as opposed to just like it. No, because that's not. Part. Yeah. That's yeah, because before Chukostin just wrote as I have, I have, I have a sword, tits, and an attitude. And here, she seems just like I'm a little annoyed that I was in an ocean for ten minutes. Right. <laughs> and then she's, and then she's actually kind of like part of the team. Right. But she's like, I will. I'm gonna like do this magical. Sp- like she seems more like the um, quote unquote sort of take action hothead. So yes. she actually fits the team now as opposed to like, and that's like three panels. In three panels, Winnick has like given a, uh, a sort of a, a role. Right. And Chuck Austin has failed to do that in what, four issues? Yeah. So, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like interesting to see um, how it goes that way. Oh, well, um, you know, Mizuki's Kakibara is uh, taking over the very next issue. Uh, yeah very very different looking book i I just peeking ahead it's like oh this is different um so we'll we'll 
see how that that goes next time. But uh, I remember not to be spoilers, but he draws um some beautiful fun covers, I believe, for this this uh, comic later with um Namora, uh-huh. um which I really enjoyed. Um, so I'm looking forward to it because he he takes over the book for a little bit when a new writer takes over. So mm-hmm. it'd be interesting to see how it goes that way. Right. So I believe, uh, and sort of sort of correct you earlier, but I believe Musiki is a, a a woman's name. So. Ah, I apologize. No, nope, it's all good. I mean, different language. How are you supposed to know? But uh, moving forward, I believe it's it's a woman. Uh, but it'll be interesting. Interesting to read. Interesting to watch. Look at. Um, I think I think this is probably the highlight of of the week, right? Yeah, because you know sometimes in comics, um, it always sounds like me and you want like highbrow. Everything needs to function on some sort of level that's beyond normal mm-hmm. creation. But sometimes I just want Saturday morning cartoons. Oh yeah, if it's and done sometimes, well. Yeah. Yeah. Some sometimes they can blow the others out of the water so and this is one of those moments where it's just like oh that was just much better done than all all of the others combined uh-huh. though i really enjoyed gen x it's like a it felt like an oh, ebook. Sure. so um it wasn't bad i really enjoyed those no no i just enjoyed exiles a lot more than the rest totally um well i guess we should jump on over to x-men legends five and six um uh, on that book, we have Peter David as the writer, Todd Nock as artist, uh, Rachel Rosenberg colors, uh, VCs Joe Caramagna as the letterer, and the cover we have Todd Nock and Rachel Rosenberg, I believe on both. Um, I don't. It's 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 an X uh, X Factor story that takes place between what issues? Um, 70, between seventy five and seventy six. Yeah. And uh, so there's a story of X Factor fighting enemies and then testifying before Congress about what happened. Um, and they're, they're fighting some uh, mutants from Latveria and things go haywire. And then they bring in Dr. Doom to help to settle things down. Uh, the end sort of, now, what, what did you think of overall having Peter David Beck writing characters in this time, time frame, time zone, timeline, right. this time. I mean, I- I'm going to separate into two things. Um, so, time period. Artistic, the like, yeah, the, the 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 two the two covers. I like the first one more than the second one. Uh huh. Um, and I do like the covers. I think I'm not really on board with Peter David. Like, I don't. Feel, I feel like he's <laughs> he's one of the few writers. Someone might shoot me. That's evolved. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, so when he had gone back, it actually feels, and this is going to sound horrible to him, hackneyed. Like, mm-hmm. it feels like he's, like, trading on nostalgia that even he doesn't believe in. Right. Um. So the, I don't think it's bad. I just didn't think it worked. Talking about Saturday, night, Saturday morning cartoons, uh, Nauk's art. I really am a big fan. Like, he's a really nice guy as well to be honest um, mm-hmm. i'm a really big fan of like his work i think he draws a really nice nightcrawler he drew the nightcrawler series that chris Caramon like tried oh, right to, like, like was hot that was just a badly written series but it looked nice and i think on the whole it actually like sells it sells x factor visually as like a a, a cartoon show that i totally watch like i mm-hmm. think it looks nice it looks very cartoony but 
unlike what we just read in Exiles, the story does not correspond with the art and a lot of like the court scenes. It just doesn't like when with and the, the like the designs of the villains are, the, the villain villainous mutants or not villainous mutants are so generic that it, they're yeah. forgettable and Doom's only in there because it's a loose. It feels almost loosely connected to Doom, even though there are like variants. Yeah. I just I don't know. It just doesn't. Like even Peter David's Doom doesn't sound that fun. Um, it just feels like an exercise in, well, you liked it in the nineties, and this book's about like things yeah. from the nineties. So yeah. please read it, even though it hasn't. Because like, this is no nothing. This is not um, Nauk's fault, but he is the wrong um, artist to choose to try and recreate that nineties Strowman. Oh yeah, no, yeah. Like they should have picked a a more um sort of less Saturday morning cartoon, more like out there, angular, crazy. Um, yeah. You know what I mean, like I really like the work. Don't get me wrong. And like I said, it sold me on the way these characters look in like a more of a cartoony version of them. So mm-hmm. like the color work is really nice. Like the art, the actual artwork, I actually have no problem with. I just think it's like an ex like a an ex office problem I have. Yeah. Yeah. Like the choices of like pairing art to writer Peter Davis. Did he really want to do this? Doesn't feel like he does. No, no, not at all. Um, like, is it a paycheck? Is it because uh, Peter Davis is no longer like in the ex office and he's like, ah, oh, why not? Like, it's an easy, it's an easy paycheck. Um, Maybe. Or whatever. But it just, I don't know, just. It felt it really felt like the X the the X X Factor issue we read where it felt a bit phoned in for two issues. Yep. And yep. it just felt like a no consequences, superfluous sort of add on that we never needed. Uh, and and right. it was just the wrong art team to go with it. Completely wrong art team. I, I totally agree. And obviously this is a story between two other issues, so you can't expect it to have like real consequences. But it could have been like a fun one-off you know uh case file that we didn't cover before uh, or they could have you know been uh uh i would have loved to see like sinister in here or something you know or some of the other villains like x factor is known to fight but just well, we got random random villains with a random story because you guys want nostalgia and yeah it doesn't feel like peter david's heart is in this and i don't i don't like the art as much as you do and it's not just because it doesn't feel Stromany. It just, I don't know, it feels a little sloppy to me. Um, so, that we were, you know, when this was announced, we were excited about it. But after I read issue five, I was like, uh, that was a mistake. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't know if, I, I think you also hit the nail on the head that this is, Peter David has really evolved in his writing. And, and him coming back to do this feels like it. it it's like going back home again 20 years later and, and things don't feel the same. It, it just felt like mm, maybe this was a mistake. Uh, hopefully uh, the X office got the money they wanted out of this book. People bought it. I don't I don't feel like there's a huge uh, following for 90s X Factor like they might think. But uh, hopefully they got some money out of it and Peter David got paid. But um, I don't know. Uh, we, we could have not had not read these issues these could not exist and i wouldn't care if that makes sense exactly 
All right. Well, that was uh, five things we covered, and maybe two of them we uh, had a good time, and uh, and few we really did not have a good time. <laughs> but um, either way, Dan, uh, I'm, I'm glad we got to talk comic books uh, today. Um, are, are you reading anything else? Um, I'm actually reading. Talking about like going back into the past, I'm reading the very famous uh, Marv Wolfman, George Perez, uh, Romeo uh, Tangal, uh, New Teen Titans. Um, I throw in the last name because no one ever talks about the colorist. But um, right, so I'm, I'm, re- I'm reading the very uh, famous, very seminal um, work, and do you know what? It's a lot of fun. Um, oh, good. Uh, well, um, it's just generally. Um, Weirdly well written, like it's it is a bit uh, wordy because it's mm-hmm. from from that that sort of decade. people are like sort of explaining their powers a little too much. Uh-huh. Um, but on the most part, it's like some of the first instances of um. Fem- I was I was I, I, I was um. I saw Gail Simone talking about like one of the most subversive things she did in her comic book career was um. M- make female characters care for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and be comforting and i was like damn yeah th- like this is like uh reading this it, it feels different to have um sort of the women be it, fe- it felt quite if it, it must be quite revolutionary that the most the strongest members of the team are essentially the like wonder girl starfire and raven right um you know what i mean and it they do feel stronger and there's like a really nice camaraderie between the female characters in this one as well and like it's nice to see like the pair like Beast Boy has gone through such a evolution like he's a proper um what you'd consider like an anime perv like an anime character that's a perv in this mm-hmm. um who gets like slapped aside by Cyborg all the time um for being just a pervert and like mm-hmm. obviously now he's like like everyone loves him I love Beast Boy as like this like cute and honest sort of mm-hmm. character where these is these these beginnings it's it's just interesting to see like Dick Grayson be this robin that's kind of constantly going on about how like he doesn't want to be in the bat shadow and stuff right and um my only gripe is that in one issue wally had ginger hair and then since then he's had brown hair and i was like when is he has he just dyed his hair or did they not have (laughs) enough orange ink (laughs) so yeah it ran out orange but yeah i've been really enjoying it because um my next um big voyage after this this volume is i'm going to tackle only wolverine um because i really i got the omnibus which is just gorgeous. Um, so I'm gonna read all of it uh, as like my my happy September present to myself. I don't know. Um, I bought it a happy, while ago. That probably... traditional happy September gift. Yep. Because no, I bought it a while ago and I haven't actually got round to it. And I thought, screw it, September. I can just just read uh, Laura for the whole of September. So nice. That should be quite fun to do. What about you? Are you reading anything interesting or watching anything good? Uh, I haven't. I'm not really reading anything interesting. Um, not a lot of time for for more books than than, than this. Uh, what we do in the shadows is back on TV, and I'm super excited about that. Um, otherwise, I feel like there was something I was watching that was that had me, but my brain is a little fried fried after all these books. <laughs> no worries. Um, but uh, Dan, where, where can everyone find us? You can find us on Podbean at www.podbean.com forward slash Excalibros. You can find us on Twitter at Excalibros1 and you can type Excalibros into Google which will find us, you'll find us everywhere else like iTunes and like 
I think. We're on Stitcher for sure. I don't yep. know if we're on Stitcher, but we're everywhere else. We're everywhere. So, you can find us where you can listen to good podcasts. Exactly. All right, Dan. Yeah. This is a lot of fun. Uh, we'll be back again next month with more books. And uh, we'll see you all next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.